0: Oh my god. We just recorded our first ad.
1: Oh god, there was so much <laughs> pressure. He and he sprung this on me. I, a, did it? I entered, I? I entered Matt Palmer's room and he was like, Okay, I emailed you an ad, then we have to we have to say I that. just thought
0: you were an actor and you'd be able to pick this up and I do did. this. I needed
1: to get into my my character, you What's know, where your, I'm selling things. Yeah, the character is you. Also, I'm really bad at commercial auditions. Are you? <laughs> oh, I'm awful. Because at commercial auditions, you have to be really positive about everything. And mm. like I'm like really positive about things, but like with like a hint of like gay bitchiness. Oh <laughs>
0: great. And so, everyone listen to the ad in the middle of this episode and see how <laughs> Matt Steele does. You have to review his performance in the ad, I think, is what is most important.
1: There was one commercial I had a callback for, and it was for a wedding registry site. Mm. And they had to, like, interview me as I, well, first of all, they had to interview me and my fiance. And I had to pretend like I was dating a guy, mm. um, like another guy who was with my same agent. And they were like, pretend that you're a couple. <laughs> <laughs> and so we did. Uh, he was straight, too, which was really fun. Perfect. Um, and so in the interview, they were asking us, they were like, what kind of things do you want for your wedding? And I stupidly said, you know, I always say, just give me cash <laughs> for a wedding registry oh my website God. audition. I bet that straight
0: man next to you was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I know.
1: I killed his dreams of being able to play a gay man in a commercial. He really
0: did. I feel like you just answered too honestly in that kind of thing. It reminds me of when we were looking for an apartment and... <laughs>
1: The person who's going
0: to rent us the apartment is asking us like, "Oh, what do you do? Like, can you pay for this apartment?" I'm like, "Yes, I work in technology." Blah blah blah. And Matt goes, "I'm an actor." <laughs> I'm like, "Sweetie, he doesn't want to." And he's like, "Oh, do I know you from anything?" He's like, "You're like, no." Nope. <laughs> And I'm like, he doesn't want your fucking resume. He wants to know that you can
1: pay for the room. Look, look, everyone in LA has multiple jobs. He could be a a real estate person and like a casting director on the side. No,
0: just be like, I work at a restaurant. I've been there for years. They love me there and I love them. The tips are amazing. Well, you got to know what we, we moved to a different place anyways. It worked out.
1: Yeah. Everybody, welcome back to a two-game mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer, and another week it's been. What'd you do?
0: What did I do? Um, I, uh, I felt a little under the weather. I've been having kind of sleep troubles yeah. at the end of last week. Wait, sleep, sleep so,
1: troubles like, like, like
0: I would fall asleep and mm-hmm. that would be fine but then I'd wake up at like 4.30 in the morning. Like
1: because of like a nightmare? No like, just like having-
0: I would just like wake up as if something oh. happened but there was no a, nothing happened to me. It just was like a weird I'd gotten into like a weird cycle and this happened like two or three days in a row. Oh that's weird. I know and then on my second day I was like I'm not going to work. If I have to wake up if I'm going to be up from four until the rest of the day and I only got like four hours of sleep the night before it's like no I'm just going to be a zombie. How
1: so were you like you were like up like you were energized and you couldn't go back to yes. sleep? Oh, that, yes. I never experienced It was that. bad. <laughs> And so I, I
0: had that's why I uh, had to take Wall Sleep Z, which is the uh Walgreen generic Z Quill, which is the craziest name for anything I've ever heard. I can't believe Wall Sleep Z is available for purchase, but <laughs> it is, and I took it, and I accidentally slept for like eleven hours on Wall Sleep Z, and I didn't take anything last night, and I slept well, so I'm that's hoping great. we're over the hump.
1: Just take a pill, yes, like, it, like- you, I don't
0: want to be. Like addicted to Wall Sleepsy. No, of course know? not. That makes me very scared for you. That's why I only took it the one night. Yeah. So, I mean, melatonin is more natural. It's less worrying as far as addictions go. But Wall see, mm. um,
1: Wall Sleepsy yeah. will get you. My one good friend, she told me she was like, oh, yeah, like pretty much every other night I like take NyQuil. And I'm like, no, that's not Wait, good. That's not
0: good. And also NyQuil does other things than make you sleepy. That's why ZQuil available.
1: Oh no. And I was like you need to stop. You, have to you stop. need to stop. And she, I think she did eventually. I'm sure there are some nights that are rough. She, she guzzles some Nyquil. Just tell, also text her a link to Zequil.
0: I mean not that you should be taking Zequil every night, but well, like I did
1: not know Zequil existed until today. Well, okay,
0: text her after this. Okay,
1: well, I mean this was literally like <laughs> 6 years ago she I told mean, me I'm this.
0: worried for her if she takes Nyquil every night. I'm trying to think of what else I did. I mean, I watched some things but Phil will come up and we'll discuss. But mm-hmm. I feel like there have been more restrictions as far as lockdown is concerned Mm -hmm. so it's been a very indoors kind of you know thing for me recently which I think is for the best and I've made peace with the holiday season being a holiday season that will happen in this apartment for me and uh set up the tree and it looks lovely and so I'll just look at that and be happy about the holidays so
1: what about you what would you would you do this week don't know, don't know. I, uh, as you said, there are more restrictions, so it was kind of like, okay, this is going to be a stay-in, or if I go out, it will just be a long walk by myself, yes. thinking about my life, yes, listening to some show tunes, love that. Um, and that's um all I did. I mean, movies have like the big like Oscar contenders like have sort of started coming out this week. Have you watched any? I yet? haven't watched any yet. Okay. I'm going to do that like probably right after we record. Oh, this Oh wow, it's like, late. Well, you know, I. What am I doing, girl? <laughs> <laughs> We're staying inside for the next however long. That's true. Um, you know, it was like Mang came out and like Ammonite and mm-hmm. like Sound of Metal and all that fun stuff. And so, not heard of one of those well, until just now. So you might hear it through the walls when I listen to it. Well, I hope you keep it down. Some of us are going to bed and are having trouble sleeping. <laughs> listen, listen. I hope the sound of Sound of Metal will lull you to sleep um, so you won't wake up at four o'clock. In I morning. mean,
0: we shall see. We shall see. Yeah,
1: I've also watched uh, sur- a first season of Survivor. Oh, you finished
0: the season. I did. Wow. I, as y'all know,
1: I'm a big Big Brother fan, but I've never seen an episode of Survivor, and so I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna start watching Survivor from season one. How'd you feel about season one? It's fun. Yeah. It's, you know, it's you can tell it's 20 years ago. Right. It's Um, but no, it's it's a very engaging show, mm. and from what I hear, even from Big Brother fans, they're just like, oh, Survivor is the better produced show, right. like in terms of like consistency wise like like there are definitely some seasons of Big Brother that are like oh this is a bad season right. but um I don't think it will steal my heart in the same way Big Brother mm. does but but I, I'm enjoying it and I'm excited to start season two
0: alright do you think much like gay life it gets better Survivor
1: oh yeah, yeah. I, mean, sure, I hear it does and everything and it was good season one too Hi. so if it gets better from that like hey I'm on board mm. give me those 40 seasons think I can finish them by the end of the year
0: End of this year? No, I hope I hope you don't. If you do, that would be very worrying to me.
1: Yeah, and also you would not go near that TV. <laughs> I know, <laughs> like right? You would never be able to watch anything.
0: And that's the thing. Is like I have to watch the Real Housewives of Potomac reunion, which starts next week. So it's going to be a no for me, dog. Like,
1: Listen, I'm on season 23. <laughs> I need to keep going. I need to keep pushing.
0: Are you ready for some news for idiots? Sure. Let's jump in. Let's start off with an um, an Oscar nominated or winning actor. I don't know.
1: Nominated. Nominated.
0: Okay. Elliot Page.
1: I mean, hey. Star of Juno.
0: Star of um, the Umbrella
1: Academy was yeah. that. Yeah. And star of the movie Hard Candy, which is the very first thing I ever saw him in. Really? It was the very first time me and my friend Eileen. Uh, like, well,
0: he, he also came out as transgender this,
1: yes. <laughs> this week. Yes. Yes. To finish the actual story. <laughs> yes. It's,
0: uh, he's trans, but go on about your. <laughs>
1: uh, me and my friend Eileen, back in like 2005 or whatever when it came out, the two of us were feeling like a little daring and we were like, let's like go see. The one movie playing at our Towns Movie Theater that we haven't seen a trailer to mm. and that was Hard Candy which is a movie just starring him and Patrick Wilson and mm. Sandra O oh for like five seconds she makes the most random cameo <laughs> on the planet um, was this pre Juno? oh this is pre Juno this is like 2005 wow. or maybe 2006 I forget um, but yeah he plays a teenager who um, finds a pedophile online and like Traps him Wow And like Patrick Wilson's a pedophile Patrick Wilson plays the pedophile Weird And like Patrick Wilson Gets like tortured Like ties really? him up And like uh, Like castrates him Oh my god Oh <laughs> yeah It's really fun It uh, <laughs> doesn't sound fun But no fun. And it was an excellent performance And we were like Oh my god Like this actor's Excellent. Uh, And then two years later, Juno, hello. And then Oscar nomination. And it's amazing because he's now the very first openly transgender actor with an Oscar nomination. Yes.
0: Oh, my gosh. I just love that there's going to be more trans representation. Everyone is... I feel like more knowledgeable than they have been about like what pronouns to use. He makes it very clear in his letter. It's like his, they're, both fine. Those are the pronouns I use and it's like everyone gets it and I feel like even in the media you read the headlines and they kind of do the same thing we did where it's like Elliot Page, star of this, this, this and it's like if you don't know who we're talking about, like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, with, like,
1: the pictures. And exactly. it's like, oh, 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 look at that. Oh, yes, I
0: guess Elliot is trans. Let's, we love that for him. And so I just think it's amazing and what a beautiful reaction he got from the world. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like... I don't know. I feel like it's nice to have good things like this happen around the holidays and have like positive news in the air. And it's just so uplifting. And I'm sure there's so many trans kids uh, watching Elliot come out in this way. And like it's going to be a little easier for them just to see this representation on such a large scale. So.
1: And I think it's really cool that he's keeping his part on Umbrella Academy. Oh, that's great. I yeah. didn't see that. I think that's super cool. He also has great taste in names. I want to name my son Elliot. That's, oh. that's like my number one name for a boy. Really? Like, and the I girl kids. is? The girls, Piper. <laughs> <laughs> listen, if you I mean, judge my daughter Piper before I, you get to meet her, I'm excited for you to think of other names. All right, well, she will listen to this however many years down the road. She will like, not. Oh, Uncle Matt Palmer. It's a piece of shit. No, never she supported w- me. She
0: a will have either changed her own name by then, <laughs> or won't listen to this because you know no one's gonna care about their you know dad's podcast. Piper will really. care. Piper won't care.
1: She'd be like, oh, this is where I come from. No, these Piper, are my roots. No,
0: Piper's gonna be young and cool, and you're gonna be like the old gay that's her dad. But
1: this podcast is cool. It's it for is the, the youngins who haven't even been born yet. I
0: don't know. If, it's barely for the youngins that are alive. That's I don't know if so. the youngins that haven't been born yet are gonna be terribly interested. Yeah,
1: literally every podcast is us being. Like, we're not doing TikTok.
0: <laughs> like TikTok, I don't know her. So, yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. But long story short, we're very happy for Elliot Page and excited uh, to watch his journey, their journey, and, you know, see the beautiful roles he gets after that. Oh, I can't wait for the roles. The roles oh, let's stuff. go. Like, because, you know, he's an actor mm. and everybody has that. Uh, and speaking of that iconic quote, did you ever get around to watching the Mariah Carey Christmas special? I didn't know. I'm sorry. <sighs> well, I must say, <laughs> It sounded bonkers through the wall. (laughs) I have not laughed. It's like the perfect mix of like heartwarming and hilariously ridiculous and like beautiful vocal performances. Mm -hmm. It's just 45 minutes of fun. Billy Eichner is in it as much as Mariah is (laughs) and he plays the lead elf. It's a very light on storyline. It's basically like... Essentially, COVID has gotten the world down, but no one says the word COVID. But like, joy is low this year. Joy is low this and year. And so, uh, Billy is like Santa's lead elf and has to break out like the special phone to call the only person who can make this uh holiday merry. And it's Mariah Carey. And he calls her. And uh, Mariah's there with Rock and Row in her New York apartment. <laughs> And she opens up a special box of like morsels of chocolates and the phone underneath it just, just for Santa. <laughs> and then she hears that she's needed at the North Pole. And then she magically gets into a sleigh and the sleigh flies from New York to the North Pole while she's singing sleigh ride. And then she's doing that dance with, I thought it was rude how they made the background singers dress up as like, I don't know what they were, like little nutcrackers or something. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, trailer ends. like, I have a number one song with <laughs> I'll Be There. Like, why the fuck am I dressed like this? But. I won't go through the rest of the, again, quote-unquote storyline for you because it's thin.
1: <laughs> Listen, none of this storyline seems far-fetched to me, <laughs> okay? The, every, the joy is down this year, and the only one who can get us through it is Mariah Carey. And
0: I mean, that Ariana Grande, Jennifer Hudson collab already did that. Oh, but It really did it that. It really did. People but,
1: are loving it. I
0: mean, I mean, it's just, I loved looking at iTunes and seeing that global iTunes chart Mariah posted in, like, number one was, I was saying, no, number one was, I don't remember which was number one. Number one was Oh Santa or All of Christmas is You. And number two was the other one. And it's just like, fuck yes, bitch. Like, yes, Queen of Christmas. Mm. It's so good. And uh, I mean, honestly, there's so many incredible performances. And in between the performances, it's just like Billy Eichner being like, oh, no, we lost Mariah. She's going to like the I feel like the enemy of um, the in the whole movie is like scheduling. Mm. (laughs) Because Mariah's like, you know, I never adhere to a schedule. darling. And so Billy's like, oh, no, she's going to be late for the big performance. It's great. (laughs) I love
1: everything about what you are describing. They get lost
0: in the woods. She changes outfits a million times. Like, it's just watch it you will smile the whole time
1: and I love how I hear you like through the walls just cracking up the entire time and I'm like oh my god this sounds amazing and then all of a sudden it was over and I came out and I was like it's over and you're like it was only 45 minutes yeah it was and just 45 like, minutes wow just enough to keep the kids keep the kids interested uh, keep their attention she and-
0: she picks great songs too she does A uh, oh Holy Night she does Christmas Time Is In The Air again and much like uh, the Oh Santa remix she redoes vocals on all the songs and all the performances oh, shit. which I love
1: But work oh, into this she did,
0: she did and it's beautifully done especially considering that it all had to be green screened on everything not that they were really going to go to you know the north pole
1: but uh, it wasn't filmed on location it was weirdly not i can't mm.
0: believe but i think it looks i mean it also looks like appropriately cheesy when it needs to look appropriately cheesy her boobs are out all the time i love that it's brilliant so i can't uh recommend it enough um i'm sorry there's one more news story that's a bit more for me than for you But there was a lot of Real Housewives news, and I just need to discuss it. And it'll honestly be fun to hear your reactions knowing nothing about it. Okay, go through it. First, Real Housewives of Orange County star, which again, I don't watch that, so if I'm talking about it, it's a big deal. Bronwyn Wyndham burke has come out as a lesbian. She has been married to a man for 25 years. They have like six, seven kids, something like that. And she plans to stay married to her husband. Hi, Iconic. <laughs> Hi, Bronwyn seems cool. This is a cast that is very problematic that like features a COVID denier housewife who's married to a Fox News correspondent and she essentially Bronwyn is the only person with any sense that I can glean from the show and I love that she's come out. They have a very modern marriage I guess. She has a girlfriend as well who has met the kids and I don't understand how that works but if it works for them I'm thrilled for them so and also her husband like was like I I've always like came out with a statement like I've always supported Bronwyn and I will not stop supporting her like and then had a little rainbow emoji and I was like that's the kind of husband you want Shit. if you're a lesbian okay. <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> if you had to have a husband as a lesbian yes I'm
0: glad it's that one I feel like that's the one you want um this one's a little confusing, so we'll kind of glean over it. Erica Jane from Real Houses of Beverly Hills uh, is supposedly divorcing Tom Girardi, but now there are people that... Uh, Tom Girardi was the lawyer for the real-life Aaron Brockovich case, I believe. Oh, Yes, okay. so he's very wealthy. Yes. Uh, but he also still does, you know, tries cases, or like represents people in wrongful lawsuits suits kind of things. Cool. And uh, apparently... He won a lawsuit in which, like, there was a plane crash recently, and he represented the families of the victims of that plane crash, and they received a. Uh, money, a large money settlement uh, and it's been a year since they won that case and apparently Tom has not distributed the funds oh. and so now he's being sued by the victim's families uh, alleging that he is funneling the funds that were received from this case into Erica Jane's pop star career and the reason that they're getting divorced <laughs> is to try to separate their money so that they can't come after his money because it's her money. That's the rumor this is all alleged <laughs> <laughs>
1: So none of it's true No it's all true Okay <laughs> But it's a legend <laughs> Okay It's true But all right. it's a legend Okay Unbelievable Okay this seems about as true as the Mariah Carey Christmas special No Like, like crazy and ridiculous and like shouldn't be real but like but could could, it, be this could be real this could no, be real No this is
0: real I just it, it, If you watch them on the show and you watch how they interact and you then the divorce was so out of nowhere mm. I wouldn't be surprised
1: well, he uh, didn't oh. go to her Broadway show.
0: I know. You're never going to let that go. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, th- another Beverly Hills headline. Uh, three stars of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Kyle Richards, Kathy Hilton, who is a friend of uh, Paris Hilton's mom, uh, and Dorit Kemsley, all have contracted COVID. Well. Oh. Uh, it,
1: I, it's, everyone's getting it. It's so scary. It's just hard like, hard. how are they still filming? Just like. I guess people just like feel like we have to do a job and like. Well, I mean, they they're filming and which means they're getting tested more than once yes. a week. You know, like I have a a friend who works on Shaz of Sunset on mm. the crew and he gets tested like two to three times a week. Right. Um. So, I I, I don't. I, I don't know how they like contracted it. Yeah. I, but, you know, I hope that they recover soon.
0: Yes. And, and I'm glad Kim wasn't there. We all love Kim Richards, yeah. and I'm glad that she's not doesn't have it. But I'm sure they'll all be fine. They'll all make full recoveries. We want that for them. But just all those news stories broke in the same day. And I just needed us to Same the, day. Same day. Girl. It was a big day for Bravo News. Um All right. Um this is more news for you, Matt Steele. Mm-hmm. So in an article that is uh, ominously titled Your Movie Theater Experience is Going Extinct. It's like, okay, (laughs) let's not be ridiculous. But uh, WarnerMedia announced Thursday that its entire slate of 2021 theatrical releases will debut for free uh, for US subscribers on HBO Max at the same time that they hit... Uh, theaters. It's the boldest move from a major movie studio grappling with theater shutdowns due to the COVID 19 pandemic. And I guess there are 17 movies coming out under that umbrella that'll be, you know, simultaneously in theaters and on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Matt Steele, as a proponent for movies first and theaters first, how do you feel?
1: I'm very happy that they aren't just saying these are just going to HBO Max. I'm oh, very happy okay. that it's sim- being done simultaneously. Yeah. I think. Th- It's smart of them to, you know, try to maybe be ahead of the curve and say, let's try this out and see what it is like, see how profitable it is, um, and see if it's what the people want. Yeah, I mean- we all know where this is headed. But but like but like it's just good to see what the people want because I feel yeah. like the people who care about seeing movies in movie theaters will go see it at the movie. Totally. Theaters, you know. Um If there's it's safe to do so. If at it's the safe time to do so release. at the time, yeah. Um by then, you know. We'll all be vaccinated. It'll be great. Um, <laughs> of course. And so I'm I think it's interesting that they are trying it out. They said I think uh that uh, they're just testing it out for this year mm. and going from there like it's not like a plan for the, until the end of time but uh, as, as I said <laughs> we know where Would, would
0: if it was a plan for the end of time uh, and it was like it's going to be simultaneously you can watch it on a subscription service or you can go to the
1: theaters would you
0: be fine with that? Or would you be worried
1: about? Yeah, that? as long as movie theaters still exist and I'm yeah. able to watch a movie, like see a movie at yeah. a movie theater, a I'm totally happy. I don't care how other people watch their movies, right? As I just care about how I watch. Wow! Movies. And, so, <laughs> and I, I think this will kind of be good. I mean, it's it's horrible for you know the big chains like the AMC's and yeah. everything, but I feel like this you could see a lot of uh, like resurgence in like the small Absolutely. theater scene, like movie theater scene yeah. and everything, because uh, fewer people are seeing movies in movie theaters. Yeah, but I feel like more people will sort of like be condensed into those small, tiny theaters. And yeah. I think it could be really nice Absolutely. For, for those, for those more intimate movie going experiences and mm. still in a big theater. I'm trying to think,
0: I can't think of a movie that I would go see in a theater if I had the choice to just watch it at home.
1: Really? Not yeah. even like a big musical, like in the Heights. Um, not even like a Dune. The fact that Dune that they are releasing that streaming as alongside uh, movie theaters. What, what, that's that's Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a movie that they have been working on for God knows how long. Right. And it's a giant, giant epic. It was supposed to come out this year, and the right. fact that they pushed it back um a whole year is just like wow because right. uh, they're really like banking on it yeah being like a huge massive success. Um, I feel like from the trailer,
0: or like what I've seen of the movie, I wouldn't see that in either format. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm sure someone would love that. Oh yeah, I'm just not like a big epic movie person. Like my favorite movies are like the last five years. Give me two people. <laughs> two
1: two <laughs> people, <laughs> a very cheap wedding scene. Yes.
0: Singing sadly at each other for like an hour and 30 minutes. and I'm thrilled. Oh, I'm
1: down for that. Har- do hard candy. Two people and Sandra Oh. <laughs> ah, that's it. Sandra oh, knocking on the door, saying hello for 30 seconds and then leaving. Interesting. Um, and... Yeah, I, I'm. I'm interested to see what will happen. You are seeing West Side Story in the theater with me, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't.
0: I don't remember yeah. being asked what format I'd like to see it in. And
1: you're gonna come with me. I'll buy I'll, your ticket. It's over right. a year from now. Thank we'll, we'll be you. richer We'll by be, then. We'll be vaccine, we, vaccinated. We'll be by vaccinated. Then. We'll be richer. We just filmed an ad. So. <laughs>
0: we did just record an ad. We so the ten cents we
1: get from that. It's gonna be great. I'll help pay for, up uh, for your West Side Story ticket. Oh, well, thank you so
0: much. You're That's welcome. very kind. Uh, Did you listen to Britney Spears' Swimming in the Stars? I
1: did. How did
0: you feel about it? I like
1: it. It's cute. It's very nice. I like it.
0: So Britney Spears released a new song. It was released on her birthday. She is releasing a deluxe edition of Glory, uh, which I believe starts out being released or was released on vinyl first. And I think the other bonus tracks are going to be released digitally in the coming weeks. Um, And there was initially some worry that like Britney wasn't involved in this re-release of it all and that her team was the one doing this and this was all just trying to get, you know, the conservatorship. Money, but she, uh, the producer of *Swimming the Stars*, Matthew Coma. Had an Instagram post about how uh, he excited he was to have worked with her and that the song they worked on so many years ago is finally seeing the light of day. And then she commented on it and was like, "Thank you for everything," which made the Britney fans, or at least me, feel like a little better about like streaming the song.
1: Okay, it's going on my my playlist. Yes, I'm gonna have it on my shuffle.
0: I like it. And then there's a new song featuring the Backstreet Boys called "Matches," which is like, "Hey, this would be huge in 2000." So you know, we wonder what it's gonna sound like
1: with Britney. Yeah, Britney and the Backstreet Boys. Yes. When is that coming
0: out? It's already out on vinyl, and I think it's going to be on digital soon. I've heard a clip of Did it. You
1: get your record player out. What are you doing here? <laughs> I Why have a record player. Oh, my God. Get yeah. one. You've I got mean. records on your walls. I got a Carol Channing country music record. These aren't records. Well,
0: no, none of these are records. These are just pictures.
1: Oh, I thought those were records. No.
0: You see how thin they are? Oh, I guess they are. Okay. Yeah, okay. they're thin. They're not records. But again... Uh, Yeah, I mean, a vinyl player I've always thought about, but then I'm like, then I have to buy a bunch of stuff on vinyl. Like, it just feels expensive, and I'm like, I'm tired.
1: (laughs) You know? There's a lot of folklore stuff you can buy on vinyl, so. heard a rumor about that.
0: Um. So yes, swimming in the stars is lovely. I think it's a beautiful song, and I'm excited that Britney is uh, knowledgeable of its release and gives her co-sign in her way. It was also her birthday, so happy birthday to Britney! Oh yeah, happy birthday, she Britney! And Sam seemed to be having a lovely time, and Mariah commented on her birthday Instagram post and said, "I love you." And I was I like, love, "Oh,
1: I love it when they interact. I love <laughs> it too." And it's like, man, Mariah just loves the young ladies. These I days. don't know why it makes me so happy to see like Mariah Carey and Britney Spears like interact and be. Friendly on social media, but it just makes it just fills my heart with so much joy. It's great,
0: it's great, you know. Um, in unfortunate news for another pop diva we love, well, and good, there's good news here. There's good news and bad news. You want the good news or bad news first?
1: Give us the bad news first, okay?
0: Kelly Clarkson's um former husband, Brandon Blackstock, is seeking three four hundred and thirty six thousand dollars a month in uh spousal support.
1: Oh. What what did
0: he do? I mean, I guess was he was her manager? Oh. Yes. So I don't know if like he was a co-manager or if he was completely the manager, but um yeah, so that is what he a source has told people, Brandon has been equally Unreasonable in his request for child and spousal support as well as attorney fees. Kelly's offered to pay for all the kids' ex- expenses, but Brandon seems to think he is entitled to and needs $301,000 in spousal support and $135,000 in child support uh, per month. And it's like, really? Wow. Daddy? I don't know. It's just, I, of course, don't know the details of her situation. I hope everything goes her way and that, you know, everything. everybody is. Kind enough to each other to have, maintain a relationship because you are going to have these kids together for the rest of their lives, and I guess your lives, whoever goes first. But um, yes. Yeah, so I want that relationship to be good, but it's like I I wish this didn't have to get so messy, you know, yeah. for Kelly. And
1: I wish it wasn't like public knowledge. I know. Like I know. that's that's not like nice. yeah, we shouldn't like,
0: know that. But
1: but what's the good news? Oh, the, the, the good, good news is, she, is that she has she, so much money. I mean, she, the good <laughs> news
0: is yes, yeah, she's obscenely wealthy. But also, uh, she has one primary custody of the two children. Okay. So, Oh, they don't have to move to Montana, I think, is where Brandon lives now. Okay. Um, and so uh, the court finds that the minor children are not now and have not been residents of Montana and that California is their home state. Okay. So they will be around as Kelly, you know, continues her TV talk show domination and hopefully puts out more new music, which is going to be very telling about this whole situation. Oh, man. I album.
1: know. I know. And is it, is it rude of us to be excited? We are excited that she will be able to express herself through art. Yes, we're not excited that this happened. No,
0: I'm excited to hear her express herself through art. Um, I have one other news story, but it's actually my giving you moments. Is there any other news you want to talk about before we take our break? I truly don't think so. All right, well, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with more Two game mats.
1: Oh, I was doing. We weren't Please don't instant. make me wait. Cause all December. I'll be counting down days. So hop on your sleigh. the milk and cookies. Okay, let's whistle in harmony now.
0: I know you're inhaling.
1: You know what? That's the only way I can whistle. That's true. At least I can do it. Not good for you. And it sounded... Like a whistle. It did.
0: <laughs> it did. It did.
1: So welcome back. Hope you guys had a great break. We sure did. Yes. Um, This is Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer some questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com, two spelled T-W-O. Um, so one email I am, it's not a question, but I'm just going <laughs> to read it because I think it's really funny. We love that. Uh, it's from Zoe. And the subject line is, are you kidding me in all caps? And then in parentheses, happiest season. (laughs) Hi, Matt. I've never been in a position where someone had to pretend I wasn't their partner. So I can't speak on that. (laughs) What I do know about myself as a reader and a watcher of romances is that I hold a grudge.
0: Yes. So
1: is Matt Palmer to a T. Abby was wronged for one hour and 15 minutes and they expect me as a viewer to be okay with the way Harper acted after only 15 minutes of revelations. I say, fuck Harper. Yes, Abby should have gotten together with Riley and then years later, Harper comes to grovel and then maybe (laughs) I'd be okay with Abby dumping Riley and getting with Harper. Abby didn't dump Riley, but it's okay. (laughs) Um, John and Jane were the best. I love how they became besties. Jane needs her own Christmas movie, mm. Zoe. <laughs> um, I think I had a very different view, movie-going experience with Happiest Season because I was with a group of people watching mm. it, and so it was just like fun to hate Harper together. <laughs> I also am not like a huge like romance movie person, oh, which I like them, but like I don't watch that many of them, mm. so I I don't take them as to heart as i guess you matt yes. palmer or i guess zoe does yes so um zoe and i are right i mean you guys gotta feel your feelings but yes i thought the movie was very funny and i enjoyed it very much <laughs> it's more fun when you watch it with friends so i you didn't just be dislike like, Fuck you I, harper i didn't together.
0: dislike the movie but like i like movies where i'm rooting for someone and i was just actively rooting against this
1: person oh see i love it when you want something from a movie and it gives you the opposite it's like yes no I think that's no. so much because it's so unexpected that, Them <laughs> at
0: the end of happiest season is not unexpected alright look
1: it was unexpected because you were like no this doesn't feel right and then when it happens you're like I uh, guess that's what happened
0: That a good movie to you what you just described <laughs> it's
1: good when the movie and the performances are funny
0: all right, next email. Uh,
1: So this is from uh, Lucha. Lucha says, hashtag justice for Sawayama. Yes. Hi, Mats. Y'all might remember me from the Little Shop of Horrors email ages and ages ago, uh, where I said I was assistant music directing a production of the show in D.C. Well, after nine months of no work, I'm currently music directing a virtual production of Gutenberg the Musical, which is a historical parody style show in the vein of Spamalot. That's awesome. Congratulations. And I actually saw the very first production of Gutenberg the Musical off Broadway when it was originally off Broadway. Wow, so that's kind of fun. Uh, and congratulations on getting that gig. Great. And it, it got Lucha thinking. Lucha says, I wanted to get your two cents on what you think the role of virtual theater will be post-COVID. Before all this BS, I would have said that obviously after COVID, we would just all go back to normal theater. Mm. However, a few weeks ago, I saw an excellent virtual production of the off-Broadway show Heroes of the Fourth Turning featuring the original cast. And I just received an email today say, saying that from five performances, they had a turnout equal to 50 sold-out performances. Wow. Wow. Uh, the outreach of virtual theater is incredible, especially when you take into account that people from all over the world could all tune into the same show at the same time. And if you charge solid ticket prices, that's a function of money. That's a fun- <laughs> that's a fuck ton of money. I thought I it said it. function. Um, Do you think that we will continue to have virtual productions and concerts post covid or is this just temporary? Thanks, you guys. Love you both. As always, hashtag justice for my album of the year. Go stream Devo's. Oh my gosh. Love you, Lucha. I think this is a very interesting question. I, agree. I think I I feel like after like COVID, I think people will be very eager to go back to, you know, regular theater, but yeah. what the thing that I think will help Uh, that these virtual theatrical productions will do. I think the great thing they will help with are like workshops of shows, like new musicals that don't already have an audience, like Mm. helping to build an audience. Like, Oh, I was there because workshopping a show is very hard because it's hard getting like a good audience together to like watch it and see it, especially people with like money who Mm. could be investors and everything. So I think virtual productions could really help with that. Yeah. I think it's great if, if these shows, um, especially the smaller shows, um, that need to build an audience like are able to do this. Yeah. So, would you see like a a virtual production of like a musical?
0: Sure. Yeah. No. I think definitely this is the way to you know make some money during a pandemic as uh-huh. far as uh, theater and also concerts go. Uh, it kind of makes me think of uh, the Dua Lipa future nostalgia twenty uh, fifty six. Is that the year? I don't remember what year. It was. uh studio sixty four. So it must have been twenty sixty four. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know that it's... Studio 54? 54, great, whatever. Okay. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I think the thing is that these are so cool and they reach so many people. Like, Dua Lipa, I think, said that, like, 5 million people watched that worldwide. And, like, Mm -hmm. of course, the ticket prices for that were way lower, but people did pay. 5 million people paid, so that's not nothing. Uh, And I... Think that even with things like the Hamilton musical that we all watched, uh, you know, on Disney Plus, and uh, I think there is a Diana musical coming to Netflix early next year. Mm -hmm. I think that it, I hope, is opening the door for things like this to be streamed and like available for purchase or you know via subscription service because people love to see it. I thought the Dua Lipa performance was so cool and interesting and something that you wouldn't see if she was able to go on tour, Mm -hmm. and you know, obviously have that professional recording of Hamilton was just amazing and they were going to do it of course pre-COVID but I I think the success of it and the fact that like what are we all doing now and people are coming up with really cool interesting ways to have a similar experience I don't think anything can ever fully replace a concert or going to see theater Mm -hmm. but to be able to try to replicate it for people internationally that can in, uh, engage with it in their homes. I hope that some of that sticks around because I would love to see concerts that I don't actually go to, but I see like a live performance version of them for an hour and a half. Like I, that was a really fun show to watch just from home. So I hope that they keep it up.
1: Yeah. I wonder capacity. what that, how that will affect like licensing of, of like shows, right. especially like musicals. Yeah. Like, Cause companies will be like, Oh, if you are charging people for this, like exactly. Yeah. So I, I and it, it could be something fun to do like with friends even yeah. like if even if you don't have like a performance space you could do like hey we paid for the rights we're gonna do our own sort of like virtual mm. production of Nexa to normal in my right. bedroom right. like that's kind of fun. It's That's like, and you fun. can think of like different creative ways to do it. I imagine like the kids will have some really cool ways of going about Absolutely. it. And
0: everyone's a, you know, film editor now that TikTok's around. So exactly. I, so. Have, I, w- I would love, so I'm hopeful that we're going to see stuff like that in the future.
1: Yeah. More content. More, yes. more life. Yes. More content, more love. More sure. Content. Yeah. What's the next email? I was trying to think of something deep and it didn't work. Mm. Uh, So the next one is from Clem. Clem says, email my heart. Hi, Matt. Spotify has decided that it's time to reveal the most listened to songs of the year list. Here are mine attached. Side note, I do urge you to listen to Delete Forever by Grimes. And justice for Can You Hear Me? By far, my fave on Mariah's rarities. I think the list is interesting, as most listened might not actually be total faves, mm. but are con- constantly listened to at the gym, etc. Come through, ride it, and therefore climb up on the chart. Uh, and he has a list of his top ones. His top ones are like "Delete Forever" by Grimes, "Ride It" by Regard, "American Love" by Rose Lorenz. Um, yeah. So, what were I was like? Oh, I'm not going to do my Spotify Wrapped. Until that very end of the year, because I still have songs to listen to in December. But then I was like, "Oh no, I'm going to be streaming the hell out of Oh Santa!" Right. So I want to know what other songs. Also, were in my don't worry
0: about it because those numbers aren't changing. They've, they're like, oh, oh, they're up to the point we've created this for you. It's not you're not going to get Oh Santa streams
1: in. Oh, so to December today. just never didn't happen. Doesn't wow. Count. Okay. It's weird. It's like, well, okay. If this year doesn't count <laughs> for life, then December shouldn't have to count for Spotify. Exactly. Wrapped. Okay. What were your like top? Songs. All I right. was very surprised by them. I was
0: a little surprised by a couple of mine. Uh number do I'll go from five to one. Number five, Mariah Carey out here on my own. Mm-hmm. I do remember I did play that on loop a lot. Yes. <laughs> um because I mean the vocal. Uh Selena Gomez Rare is number four. Okay. Alanis Morissette Smiling is number three. Mm-hmm. Dua Lipa Physical is number two. Mm-hmm. And The Chicks Sleep at Night is number one.
1: Damn. Isn't that crazy? Yes. See, I was totally expecting I was going to have more, more chicks. Yeah. I was expecting more show tunes. Yeah. But I guess ones that, well, okay, my number five yeah. was Somebody to Love by Casey Musgraves.
0: Oh, interesting. I know, it's that's not, a beautiful
1: song. Oh, that's my, that's <laughs> Casey Musgraves' best song. In my opinion It's a great song Like I love that song so much there, And that's why Even though it's an old song It was number five this year Because I never skip it <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> never I'm Whenever just
0: like, it comes on It's like no I'm listening The
1: world has to pause <laughs> Somebody to love is coming it's on It's a beautiful song Number four was Excess
0: Oh good for you Rena Rina Sawayama Good for you I, I wish Rina was on mine But
1: it's fine <laughs> Rina, Rina was on mine darling Okay Uh, My number My three and two and one Were Lady Gaga Really? My, my three was Alice. My wow. two was Stupid Love. And my one was Rain On Me. Really? I know. <laughs> and like, I love all those songs. Like, I really enjoy them and everything. But I'm just very surprised that they were. Because I, I don't remember listening to them that much. Like, <laughs> I was just surprising. like. hi like, Physical by Dua Lipa was yes. my number six. I would figure. Because Sign From Above is my. One of my top two favorite songs on. Uh, Chromatica, and right. that's my number seven song. Wow! So I was like, I figured if anything it would be signed from above. I figured Juliana Calm Down would be in my top five, but it's like number nine.
0: I was surprised that it wasn't my top five either, yeah. but I think it's like number seven for me. Hold on, let me find my...
1: Let's see my my, my number not my number ten is the overture slash backstage dreamland of Miss Saigon because <laughs> I always just like start that album mm. and like listen to the first like fifteen minutes because fuck yes.
0: Number six on mine was the Chicks' "Juliana, Calm Down." Mm-hmm. Number seven on mine was Lady Gaga, "Babylon," which I stand by. <laughs> Bab-
1: Babylon's in my top ten too. As uh, well.
0: <laughs> eight, Black Parade, Beyonce. Nine, Man, JoJo, and then ten, Gaslighter, the Chicks. Eleven is WAP.
1: <laughs> I love that. (laughs) Dynasty is also in my top 10 by Rina Sawayama. Mm. Birthday Suit by Kesha is very up there. And also... That's a great song. uh, Skimble Shanks' The Railway (laughs) Cat. That is... is like number 12. Disgusting. <laughs> I, Someone should lock you away. I mean, I bop to it a lot. What I guess I you do. That's terrifying. Yeah, no,
0: mine, I feel like there are interesting things that pop up. I'd imagine... Jasmine Sullivan, I think it, the last one is like 15, but like I would imagine that would be higher. I guess it just came out kind of recently. <laughs> um, and I, there are a couple of songs that I just remember playing... Out When I went to London and Dublin in February mm-hmm. And so React by the Pussycat Dolls is like number 12 And also Nice to Meet Ya by Meghan Trainor is like 16 And it's a great song And I was—I don't know why I just was in a very nice to meet ya and react place When I was in Europe, I don't know why
1: A lot of songs I find are on here because we had to do patron request reviews of mm. them And so I listened to those albums like multiple times oh, yes, that makes sense uh, To like how, really be able to talk how about How much them, did so. you play your
0: most played song, did it say? Oh, I don't That you might not have it. It says it in like a weird thing. I think I played Sleep at Night sixty-nine times.
1: Oh wow. Yeah. So I was how long did I play Rain on Me?
0: I don't know. You'd, yeah, it'd be hard to I'll show you later. Okay. It's hard to find.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I'm I am surprised that I that there aren't more show tunes on this, but I also my um like playlist of show tunes is much bigger Exactly. like there's literally like five trillion songs on it. Yeah. So the repeats in my shuffle of these like show tunes are aren't as much totally as my smaller playlist which is the pop music yeah um so so
0: yeah i love spotify wrapped i think it's fun i know people like talk shit about people posting their raps and like no
1: one cares about you as a dude but it's like i think it's fun i think it's cool yeah well, it's I'm, like oh i remember when that song came out exactly or, you know it's like oh i guess i did listen to rain on me a lot this year. <laughs> i can't
0: believe your top three is all chromatica that's wild.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think maybe I just listened to the like st- I started listening to the album like when it came out a bunch yeah. of times like in full. And so the top the first three songs are just we're just playing on, on. for me. Yeah, I guess I started you. it a lot.
0: All right. So Matt Steele, I have a question yes. for you.
1: What has been giving you
0: moments this week? Uh, oh.
1: So, oh, sorry, switch so, the mic. <laughs> sorry. Uh, so, what has been giving me moments this week was a a podcast that I was introduced to through my friend Nick, mm. uh, and he. Just like sort of tweeted about it, and I was like, "Oh, this sounds very interesting." It's a podcast called "Putting It Together." Mm. Obviously, it's about Stephen Sondheim, mm. uh, and it's hosted by a, a Canadian gentleman named Kyle Marshall. And the concept is basically it has seasons. Like, there's season one. Uh, and some season podcasts two. do that. and I'm like, should we have seasons? Can I we take know. breaks? Yeah. <laughs> How are we going to split our podcast up in the season? We're not having seasons. Okay. <laughs> um And what he does is he basically deconstructs all of Stephen Sondheim's work mm. in chronological order. And so I go to the podcast thinking, okay, it's going to be one episode. is gonna, The first episode is going to be about West Side Story. Right. Second episode is going to be about Gypsy. Like each episode is going to be... All the
0: seasons, just one show each.
1: All the seasons are one show each. Wow. And each episode, which they're like long, like they're like anywhere from 35 to 55 minutes. Yeah. Is about one song. Oh my God. Where like him and a guest, they're deconstructing one song And I've only gotten Through West Side Story So far Cause you know It's a lot of songs Clearly <laughs> And so uh, And so Him and a guest They are just Deconstructing Just the lyrics To one song Because Stephen Sondheim Only did the lyrics mm, For West Side Story Okay it's fucking great. Really, it's just so fascinating just to like dive deep into like just the specificity of all the different lyrics and West Side mm. Story. There were some changes between original Broadway production and uh, the movie mm. and the you know Broadway revival, which you know the shark songs were all in Spanish, so mm. the lyrics changed. Yeah, and so just seeing the comparisons of the three different productions and and hearing. Uh, them talk about the lyrics that because Sondheim is very critical about his lyrics for West Side Story, mm-hmm. like he hates a lot of the songs oh, in West Side Story, and so just hearing them talk about that and and how he has evolved since his first Broadway show, which was mm. West Side Story, and and learning about how he worked in like his collaborations mm. versus when it was just him creating the score, so. It's a fucking excellent podcast mm. and I really give them credit like he is just working his ass off just like cranking through all these episodes, wow. I'm very excited to start Gypsy and very excited to go through. I can't wait for Pacific Overtures. <laughs> I'm so a, excited. That already been
0: recorded. It's no, already- it hasn't. Oh. He's on
1: a little night music now. Mm. So after a little night music, will come Pacific Overtures. Okay. so I'm so excited about wow. it. Wow! I highly recommend it for any um, musical theater fan out there, especially if you're familiar with all of Seinheim's catalog. You should email him. You should be a guest. Oh my god. Oh my I'm god. I'm not worthy. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I'll 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 uh, I'll tweet him. I'll be like, yeah. hey, we mentioned you in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So I, I when uh, we review the next Sondheim thing for Patreon, I'm gonna have you listen to an entire season.
0: Oh, <laughs> I don't foresee that. <laughs> I don't see that happening in the future. But yeah. I'm glad you found something you really love.
1: But yeah, I highly recommend it. Again, it's called Putting It Together. It's available wherever you find your your podcast. Wherever yes. you listen to us, yes, you'll also find him.
0: Alright, so I don't like to make a giving me moments negative. Oh <laughs> I don't. And not neg not like I just I really am joyful about people being let go from their jobs. Oh but sometimes <laughs> when Yeah, just sometimes when the right person gets fired, it can just energize you in a way that it's like fuck yes, there is some justice in the world. And after eight Seasons of terrorizing us on television. Jax Taylor has been fired from Vanderpump Rules. I've never been happier. This
1: was a. I'm surprised it took this. It long. It took forever.
0: I couldn't believe that when Stassi and Kristen were fired, they didn't just fire him along with it. But I don't think he had done anything as like visibly racist as they had. So maybe they were just waiting. And it seems like what's happening now is. They've picked up the show and, like, contract renewals have gone out. And Jax and his wife, Brittany, who is not as bad. And the worst thing about Brittany is that she's married to Jax. Uh, But Jax is one of those people who thinks that... And the thing is, I'm not going to lie and say he's not given us great television. And, like, a lot of his horrible behavior has resulted in excellent episodes of television. But as it went on and on, he had become so boring and uh, he's just he's so disgusting and he only repeats the same things he for eight seasons every union he's like I'm trying to be a better man I'm my dad died and I'm trying to be better like I'm having a kid I'm trying to be better like he he just is mind numbingly stupid he is so evil at his core and the fact that you know obviously Stassi and Kristen should have been taken to task for what they did What they did was unacceptable. They absolutely should have been fired. But the fact that they're so quick to fire a woman behaving badly. And Jax has said racist and homophobic things. He wouldn't film with Billy Lee on her season because she's a trans woman and he was scared he'd say the wrong thing. So he essentially tried to ice her out and get her all kicked off the show, which she did get kicked off the show. Uh, He, like, was the person who had sex with Faith uh, and cheated on Britney and got that whole firestorm of people after Britney or after Faith, and it's like he somehow got off scot-free, never got in any trouble, even with his girlfriend, now wife. He just... He makes fun of Ariana for being bisexual. He's like, she doesn't even know what, she doesn't, you know, she and Tom will never get married because she likes women. And he's saying this live on Watch What Happens Live, and it's like, you've known this girl, on, at least on the show, for five years now. She said she's bisexual, and you still can't wrap your dumb fucking head around this. Like, he's like, oh, I can't wait to play in this person's bachelor party. We need to get a lot of uh, transgenders there. <laughs> and they were like, no, do not say that, Jax. Do not fucking say that. And then he's like, oh, like, whatever, like drag queens. And then that's like, yes, that's very different. And he's like, no, it's the same thing.
1: Oh, it's the God. same. Like, he's
0: the worst person on television. Oh, so God. the fact that he will no longer be poisoning our screens. On them, and the thing is, Is Vanderpump Rules going to probably suck anyways? Yes, but I'm still going to watch it. And I just am so happy I don't have to stomach looking at him trying to ice out every new person that comes on screen, trying to like not say something racist or homophobic or transphobic every five minutes because that's just who who he is deep down. Like I couldn't bear the thought of him making, I don't know, at this point, seven figures a season. Like he's been on that show for so long. He's making so much money. It was enough. It's, it was enough.
1: It does seem like he was given a ton of chances like and I don't watch Vanderpump oh. Rules but like every time I see you watching it. It just seems like he's doing something else. And I'm That's like, horrible. Ah, yeah, it's, it's just a- like you have shown no growth. You are as bad as you've ever been. And like worse. It's not
0: even like, oh, he's dumb and bad with women. it's like, oh, no, you're a horrible person at your core and have no intention on changing or growing. It's like, get off my screen. And the, new, the only person on the show that I'm really excited about is this girl named Charlie. And she... Like, came for Jack so... She had, like, five seconds of screen time on the season because there were, like, 20 people on the show. And she, at the reunion, was like... Uh, was like, ta- like, she's like, Jack's always posted about me and like about what I've said. And it's like, leave me alone, old man. And he's like, Hey, shut up. Like I, you're, I'm so tired. I don't care about what you say. Like um, you made me fall asleep. It's like, Oh, it is your bedtime old man. And it's like, yes, get him Charlie. And then she tweeted out after then she, cause he kept saying like, no, your role, sweetie during the uh, reunion. And then she tweeted yesterday. I guess I do know my role and it is employed.
1: Oh, like, yes.
0: <laughs> So, I, again, don't like to tap dance on people's graves. <laughs> and he's not dead, but... Am I happy that this happened today? I am. And I am just flying to the moon about it.
1: Well, we love it when people who deserve to get fired get fired. Yes! I mean, yes. November 3rd, I was thrilled. Thrilled. <laughs> and that's <laughs> the thing.
0: We just have no time for garbage people. And namely garbage men, but all garbage people. Like, no. Fuck that. And the thing is, it's not like, oh, the cancel culture, blah, blah. It's like, no. You just were hired to do a job, and you were offensive, oh. and people don't like you, so you got fired.
1: Well, and he, he, like, the thing is, like, he had, has been given 500 trillion, yes. like, chances yes. to, like, learn and, like, redeem himself and everything. He, and he at refuses this point, to. And at this point, it's kind of just like, no, like, you've, like, we tried yes. giving you a million chance, and it's just not working. No. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Here's your check. Good luck yes. with the, your you future know, endeavors. He'll, I'm sure he will be in the ether doing a trillion different things. Ugh.
0: He will be fine. I worry they're gonna try to come together and like pitch a show to E of like him and Stassi and Kristen, and whoever else gets fired from that show.
1: Oof, that's rough.
0: That's worse because they're like all you know, Kristen and or Stassi and Jax and Brittany are having babies. So,
1: but it's like no, you
0: have babies. Oh God,
1: who else was I thinking about? Like oh God, they're gonna get their own show. And I was just like, oh, no, no. I don't remember. Oh. I think maybe I just blocked it.
0: Okay. <laughs> That's good. It's good. But I just needed to be a little high. And it also was exciting because for people who love Bravo, I feel like when people get fired on these shows, it's always like two people are like two sides of the coin. It's like, oh, I don't think they need to be fired. Or like, oh, I'm going to miss them. They brought a lot of the show. Or like, oh, no, they should have been gone. Everyone was like thrilled that Jax was gone. <laughs> He just was the worst person on Bravo. And that's saying a lot.
1: Yeah. I mean, and the fact that he was such a staple on the show, because I feel like a lot of times, even if a person is sort of like a villain on a show, if the thought of getting rid of them is kind of scary to some people because it's like, oh, no, but they are the show like that's that's horrifying and everything. Right. But the fact that so many people were still like still wanted him to get fired after that, there's like no, it's it's time for him to go.
0: It's time, and also like the show needs to change completely. The show has been bad, very bad for two years. The show needs to change completely. He's no longer necessary. It's it's done. That chapter has closed. Best of luck to you and your child and all of that. But no, no,
1: goodbye okay so that's those are my feelings thoughts and, <laughs> thoughts and prayers guys yes
0: prayers. so everyone thank you so much for listening um, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at uh, 2 Gay Match for both of us and Matt Paul music for me
1: and uh, it's Matt Steele for me and uh, we love
0: all of you we'll be back next week with more 2gaymats Game podcast bye guys bye, bye.